Keeping with the theme of vampires, we're talking about a pretty cool one on this episode of Graveyard Talk. Welcome to Graveyard Talk. This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. Uh, like I said in the intro, we're keeping with the vampire theme. Um, we're all here. Yeah. Um, and just kind of by accident, we ended up watching it Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, I figured, why the fuck not? So we're going to be talking about the, uh, the movie Blade. Starring Wesley Snipes. As Blade. <laughs> um, I just want to go ahead and point out that, like, I have not seen this movie since I was, like, 17. He's talking all kinds of shit about it. Yeah. Well, not all kinds, but said he wasn't a fan. Wasn't that crazy about it, you know? You like vampires. You like comic books. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Blood. Uh, this this movie, like, put Marvel back on the map. Most people don't really realize that or give it that kind of credit. I didn't know until you said something about it. Either. Yeah, man. Marvel was just, like, going down the fucking toilet. And we probably wouldn't have all these movies today had this not came out. Because, for one, this was a, the first R-rated comic book movie. And, uh, you know, a, a movie based on a comic book. And, uh... It made a ton of money when it came out, and kind of saved Marvel's ass for a minute. Yeah, I had no no idea about that. You said something. So I mean, and I like it quite a bit, but just nobody gives it that kind of credit because it's like Blade's kind of a secondary character in the Marvel universe, and he's like, right, you know, he didn't come along till later and whatever. But I mean, the movie saved. Uh, we wouldn't be having all these crazy. You know, yeah, all this crazy stuff that's happening now with the Marvel Universe, probably without this movie. Because comic book sales? Yeah. I mean, there's, they're just trash. I mean, nobody's yeah. buying that shit because that's when they kind of quit. Yeah. You know, and everything was going digital and all that stuff, so the actual physical comic book sales were in the trash, and they hadn't made a good superhero movie ever. Yeah, right. And yeah. then this comes out and fucking saves their asses. Yeah. Thankfully. I mean, I like Marvel, so... Yeah, uh, I, I'm not and sure. I was a fan of Blade as the comic books when it came out when I was a kid, you know, so I was pretty hyped about this movie. I always thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I had a couple of Blade comics. Seen I, it in Fango, man. I was like, oh, Snipes is Blade. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. I remember, like, as, like, a, you know, 14-year kid or... When did this come out? Came out in like, 98. I was like, okay, Yeah, so 90s. about, yeah. 98, so, about 14, 15, around there. Shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Which is so weird to think about. 1998. Yeah, dude. It's weird. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There was something about, one, I've, I've, I've never been a crazy Wesley Snipes fan. No, nah, but he fits this role. He does. Man. Well, I mean, he does. He looked for this role. He completely is. Like, because he's kind of an asshole, I think, maybe. Sorry, Wesley, if you ain't, but he seemed to be portrayed as one kind of. Uh, yeah. I dig your shit. I don't know. But Blade is kind of an asshole in the comic. Yeah. He's just like real standoffish. He's real kind of like, to business about killing vampires, fuck you if you ain't in He really has a hitman persona. Yeah, dude, yeah. very much so. Yeah. And so, Snipes carries it out like a, I mean, I don't know who you could have cast him to do better. Now, there is a, a reboot guess. coming. Right. Um, and I do, I can't remember that guy's name. We'll talk about that maybe at the end or something. But uh, Okay. Yeah, because I don't know much about uh, There is a reboot coming because the Marvel Universe is so big. Yeah. Now you can kind of reintroduce this character and everybody's like, oh, yeah, sweet. You know. I, I, I think, I, honestly, after after watching it the other night, 
Um, which I gotta say, old women here is, is really opened my eyes to a lot of things. You know, like we've been talking about hey. a few a few anime horror related stuff and 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 some some silly anime as well. Which I'm I've never really been a fan of really any of that shit. Uh, you know, get gives me a second second look, gives me a chance to get a second look at some shit. And you had mentioned Blade a couple of times. I like time. the whole trilogy. Well, there's a fourth movie, uh, and it's okay. But there's a fourth one? Yeah. Because um, there's a series that came out on HBO. I think HBO. Um, so the dude that did the series, I can't remember his name either. Sorry, I didn't even think to bring that. Maybe we'll talk about the whole whole uh, franchise at some point. Uh, but <clears throat> the movie's called House of Cthon. And it's the dude that that played the series, is is uh, Blade in that movie, and it's it's a feature length. It's pretty solid. I bought this box set. It had it in it. I didn't know it existed until uh until I watched it basically. Um, House of what? Cthon, but it's spelled like C T H O N. I think. Trying to see if I can find any kind of info on the show. I'll bring that uh, box set I got uh, when we talk about the the franchise or when they did this reboot or something maybe but okay yeah but even the uh snipes isn't in it and it's just another story of blade uh, okay i i vaguely remember that then uh, i, I like i said it's the dude that did the series as uh blade and he does a good job um he just doesn't look as much like blade as wesley snipes did is he, he's, but, a, he's a bald guy right yeah yeah i thought for the longest time somebody told me that it was a. Uh, or I thought that I knew. I thought so. I thought I read it somewhere. Some that the guy that was playing Blade in the TV show was uh, porn star Lexington Steel. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I don't. I don't think that's his name, but it could be. Um, um, let's let's see. Just look at the series real quick. And I'm. I don't know. This is getting way off topic, but like, and I've seen a couple episodes of the series, and it's not bad either. But uh, these first couple of movies are good. Kurt mm-hmm. Jones. Okay. His, his stage name is Sticky Fingers. Good He's an American hardcore rapper. That's oh, it. Onyx. Okay, I thought he looked familiar. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's who does it in the series? Yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that's the Sticky same Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers. Um, but anyway, back to part <laughs> one, since that's actually the fourth movie. We didn't even like, you know. Yeah, but, we kind of skipped our... But we, got, we got on top, but we're still on top though. Well, yeah, and I mean... All that stuff is bringing it into the Marvel Universe, all that, you know, but these first three movies are what basically kind of started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, they didn't maybe ever expand on branching it out or nothing like that. It is like, true, though. You know, they had these and the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, coming out early. Those were like the first early attempts at good uh, Marvel movies. And uh, I don't know, I wish they would have done expand it a little more as far as characters and weird shit that Blade kind of fucked with, but hopefully they will with the new reboot. Yeah, and, hopefully. Uh, well, because they're starting like a Midnight Suns uh, kind of thing going on because there's a game coming out. Your comic book game. Remember the Midnight Suns? Uh, vaguely. It was like Marvel's dark shit. It had like Blade, Morbius, Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Morbius is in the MCU now because of uh, the, the Leto movie. Uh, they're doing the reboot of Blade. Um, you know, so they're bringing all these kind of darker elements in. Can we get a better Ghost Rider? Well, I mean, that'd be kind of nice. They've introduced, we're way off top now, but. Um, Whatever. 
the ghost rider known as Robbie Reyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the the race car driver. Yeah, that ghost rider has already been introduced in the MCU um, through the TV show The Shield, or not The Shield, the uh, Agents of Shield. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they had him on there. He's already in that show. Fits in the universe, so there is a new Ghost Rider, like in the MCU. So there's okay. talks that they're yeah bringing that dude, and doing like the whole uh, which spoilers kinda. If you've not seen the newest Doctor Strange, it alludes to kind of things getting darker and more horror uh, oriented. Yeah. Um. So there's talks of all that shit. So Blade, hopefully they're gonna bring him back and do good, and he's gonna be a a cool reboot character in a Vampire Hunter, and we're gonna see more. Kind of kind of wake up some fans. Yeah. A little bit. Maybe get uh, people interested in the old story about Blade and like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He's a, he's got a very similar story to what we just talked about, D. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, he uh, really does, you know, we don't There's know. the movie. There's the fucking right. movie. We don't necessarily know D's like childhood kind of story where we know Blade kind of got abandoned, you know, when he was pretty young. Because uh, his mother was... Yeah. Uh, was pregnant with him. Yeah. And she got she attacked. Got um, she didn't make it. He did. And 30 years later, Blade happened. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, didn't, I mean, honestly, I don't know why they took me so long to actually like give this movie. No ch- I, I own this movie. Right. Own it. I liked it. I think. Uh... And I just bought it actually like middle <laughs> of last year because it was like I was at a peddler's mall and it was there for like five bucks right. and I was like special edition I Blade I don't own Blade yeah I'll take it alright so you know like I bet it's and it, and it, cause it's been it's been it's been there looming for me to to watch this fucking it movie it hit me man. early I think man because I loved the just the, the opening scene basically of um when he goes into the club you see these we'll actually get into the movie a little bit here here we go uh yeah it kind of opens up, and you see these two uh, Tracy Lords and this. Uh, doesn't doesn't it have the beginning part of his mom? Well, that clips okay. Well, right. <clears throat> so you, the very very beginning, uh, you see Blade's mom, and some like hospital scenes, and just like some she's bleeding from her neck and shit. Yeah, which you already get the hint of what. Right. Know. So then it just kind of does a straight to the point. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it does a a fast forward. And, um, well, you don't know that actually in time, but it just like black screen credits. Yeah. Then we go on to some more then shit. Then we go to Tracy yeah, Lords. Tracy Lords and just some random dude. Speaking and of porn. Right. And they're just on a, like a club date and she's dragging this dude to this club. And, uh, you, as the audience know, you know, she's dragging kind of these back alleys and shit. And these clubs in, in you know, these bigger cities are kind of like that. They pop up in basements and, you know, yeah. all these different places. So like. You're like, all right, sweet. And then they go through a meat locker. Yeah. Like a butcher shop. And you're like, oh, man, all right, this is, there's something, this is a little weird. Yeah. And then, you know, they go into just like a normal rave scene. And I like, I like techno, or that shows my age. They don't right. call it techno anymore. No. It's fucking. Trap music. No, it's not trap. It's like, I mean, it's house. I don't know. It's a house, bass yeah. or, yeah. Uh, you know, what is a EDM? EDM. You know, electronic dance music. Yeah. So, but my age, says anything anymore, my so. age group calls it techno. Techno, yeah. right? Love so, kids, I just loved that shit back when I was in high school. I was 
listening to a bunch of stuff like that and like just the scenes the way it's it's filmed and then the sprinklers come on yeah and then you see they're just like oh shit this is a whole club full of vampires it's right. a pretty it's a pretty badass opening which oh, I, I yeah. gotta say real quick the guy that Tracy Lords is bringing in there is a guy that I can't fucking stand nothing against him he's, he's not a bad actor or whatever it's I just never, I don't remember who he is like what is he it's the in? blonde dude from the show The Shield the old one with Michael Chiklis and all that shit. He was also, he's been in a bunch of shit, but he always plays the same type of guy. Like okay. the yo man, like yo bro, like he's always that dude. He's the okay. blonde dude. I didn't know him from anything. But. He was in he was in The Shield, and if you remember that show, then you are got to be our age. <laughs> uh, whereas it was a really bad cop kind of like scenario, and he was one of the guys in it. And watching this the other night, I was like, hey, it's that fucking asshole. Okay. Oh good, he's going to die. <laughs> I was going to point that out. Fuck that guy. Anyway, well, so I mean, so anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sprinklers uh, and the whole oh, yeah. thing. So just the, the scenery of that is pretty pretty wild. And for a horror fan, it's pretty cool. Because all these, you know, raver kids or whatever are dancing around. And these sprinklers come on in this meat locker. And instead of water, it's blood. It just pumps out over everybody. So they're all covered in blood. It's crazy looking. <coughs> it's just a, it's a wild scene to open to, kind of. It's, and, it's it's honestly I just one thing that what I remember about watching it years ago was like always thinking that was a really cool opening. It is a cool opening and it, it still holds up mm -hmm. because you go into this this EDM music and these kids dancing around and then the dude that Tracy brings in like is getting circled by vampires or whatever. Yeah, and then it pans left and you see Blade standing there and he just starts laying down. You know, just, just a bunch of ass. Yeah, just doing blade shit, and then it's just like with the music pumping the whole time. Yeah, and he's just busting vampires and uh, just doing work. It's a cool scene, kicking major ass. Um, and you see the first appearance of uh, Deacon Frost, right hand man. Yeah. What is that dude? Stephen Dorff. But his his like crony that was that comedy guy. Oh. Um, um, it's his secondary dude on there. It's um, I can't remember. Well, anyway, anyway, it's his first appearance, and then he gets caught on fire. Mm. It's that guy. Okay, what's his name? Slug. We were talking about Slug earlier. It's something. Um, my, one of my son's nicknames. That's what. Uh, <laughs> but it is just a one syllable like nickname or whatever. But. Yeah. And Deacon Frost is the main big bad in this movie. Um, what is that guy's name? You got that shit pulled up right there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's anywhere. I can't see where I'm at. Well, because there's... Kelly Shield, there's... Uh, Dr. Curtis, Mercury, Raquel, Dragnetti... Quinn. Oh, was even on Quinn. Let's see if it's Quinn. Quinn. Let's see. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Yeah. That dude. Fucking oh, Quinn. Okay, All right, yeah. so. It's the first... Logue or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Quinn is his name in this movie. Sorry, folks. That was just going to drive me crazy. Um, you've, you've seen this guy before. He's been in tons. This is before he, he got he was in everything. And this is, he played, there's some, some like funny shit that shit. happens to him in this movie. But he plays this movie straight. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, he's kind of he's kind of a goofball, but the but he's kind of a lackey. So he's playing the the role, not necessarily comedic like you would think he plays now. 
He's like you said, he's in sitcoms. He does stand up. He does a bunch of just weird comedy shit. Yeah. Um, but this is the first appearance of this guy. And at one point, um, Blade I think stabs him to the wall and it catches on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he's powerful enough. He's you know, Blade doesn't necessarily finish him. Yeah. And he heals up later on. We see, but. Yeah, he has, it says here, actually, that uh, he is a cocky minion of Frost capable of surviving go. wounds that kill lesser vampires. Yeah, so he's got a little bit more juice, you know. He's yeah. got he's got some of Frost blood. Yeah, yeah. And we know we don't know, but uh, well, if you read the comics, you do, that Frost is a more powerful, you know, he's kind of up there in age. He's uh, got a little juice behind him. Which is so weird that it's Stephen Dorff playing him, but... It's a weird character choice there, or a good uh, weird, weird actor choice. choice. But yeah. he does a good job, yep. though. But it's just like when you think of like, I don't know, because he kind of like comes Frost off in the his... comics is an old man. Yeah. And I, don't, I know a vampire can look how he wants, but you know, like he's portrayed kind of like an old cowboy looking dude. Yeah, and um, or at least in the a couple I've got, maybe he can change his form or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a strange. Choice, but because he kind of just comes off as kind of a brat at moments in the movie. But in this particular story arc, Frost is kind of being a brat. Like he's trying, he's trying to like buck the system and shit. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, he does a good job. Yeah, I mean, know? I don't have, a, I don't have a problem with Stephen Dorff. Right. Like I've always thought he was kind of one of the cool guys. You know what I mean? Doesn't he do? Uh... He's in Judgment Night. It's one of my favorite movies. He's in a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, he's in a bunch of weird shit. He used to do those commercials for E6, too. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think we're taking oh, he's it in back. the gate when he's a little kid. He's in the what? The gate. Oh, shit. That's yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, man, there's some old yeah, movie I, I love when he's a kid that I love when I was a kid. Uh, the gate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he's been in like just. He might be the same height that he was in that movie, <laughs> too. <laughs> but he's in like a bunch of kind of offbeat. Um, he's in that weird form flick. I think I gave you the botched. Did you, ever, did you ever watch that? It's a weird like horror comedy. Maybe I maybe I didn't give it to you, but I don't think you did. There, it's a weird movie called Bots that he's in. It's pretty good. And like I don't know, just offbeat horror shit. It's kind of like his bag. I yeah. Think. Oh but, yeah. Again, I have no problem with Stephen Dorff. Tears this off, like I said. Yeah. He, he does a good job in it. Yeah. Completely. Uh, which also uh, mentioned to people that are in this movie that you also uh, uh, have Chris Christopherson. Um, plays Whistler. Yeah, uh, of course. Chris Chris Christopherson uh, is he, 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 most notably singer, country singer uh, that kind of became a Sam Elliott badass in movies. Yeah, he's just like in a handful of just solid flicks and just. Yeah, this is this was this was a good a good one for him. Yeah, it's perfect role. Yeah, kind um, of like a fatherly figure, but a little bit more hard ass than what your normal dad would be. You know what I mean? But still kind of like, you can tell he cares, but he's still pretty rough dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's about the only one that Blade will listen to. Well, and he's the one that, that kind of took uh, Blade under his wing when he was yeah. running around half vampired out and didn't know what to fucking do. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, sorry. I thought you were going on with whoever else was in the movie. Oh, I stopped was, mid, mid oh okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry for the little silence there, But yeah, you mentioned Tracy Lords is in it. Um, there's a bunch of people, that, but they're mainly people that you wouldn't know unless you just see their face. Yeah. Uh, 
in the Udo. oh Udo Udo, Udo, Udo whatever. Which I'm it's bad, but I I remember him from fucking Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Well, that's it. He's been in a ton of stuff like horror and non horror alike. But um, but that name yeah, and that's true. He has what's his last name? Kierspay. Kierspay. That's pretty good. Kierspay. He's, he's German. Udo Kierspay. We'll, we'll go with that. Kierspay. Sorry, Udo. Um, Great actor. He's, he really has. Yeah, you don't maybe know that name, but as soon as you Google that guy, you'll be like, oh shit, that guy. Um, he's been a vampire multiple times. He's been like, yeah, uh, just he's usually kind of a business badass kind of. Um, I don't know. You'll know who it is as soon as he plays. He plays a bad guy most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, yeah. Of course, we, we talk about Tracy Lords. You don't know who Tracy Lords is she? Uh, well. She, she got her start, adult things. She got her 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 start acting at a very young age, like a very illegal age, and then moved her way up to real movies, and then Roseanne, and then up. Oh, but actually, she did some techno. She used to use it. This weird techno yep. shit. Different. Back to that techno, that ancient techno word. Techno. Um, let's see. Uh, Arlie Jover. I don't know who that she is. I don't really recognize a few except for. Um, Timothy S. Guinea. Now we're getting off track. I mean, these. It's just, you know, yeah, know, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, nah. It's pretty good cast, but there's not going to be a ton that you know because it's a tight movie. Yeah, it is. You really just follow Blade and Whistler on the trail of Frost. Frost, yeah. And then Frost, little crew. Right? And they're in New York. And, I mean, Frost has just a few. He's got, uh, I can't remember the girl, but it's all in white. And then old Quinn and like maybe one more little crew of people, but maybe not. Maybe this is just that girl and Quinn are kind of his uh, like running mates or whatever. But yeah, you know, so it's a tight movie. There's not a huge cast of characters necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's not always a bad thing. I always think it's better like to have like less characters in a movie. Easier well, just to follow, like, especially when it has a lot going on. Yeah. That way it's easier to follow. Cause if you have like, too many main characters in a certain thing it can really throw you off a little bit. And this one's about right, though. Plus, it's also nice sometimes like not see familiar faces. Yeah. I know Udo, he plays uh, the head of one of the, the vampire councils. Yeah. Right, so. Uh, well, shit. It's about that time. Let's take a break for a second, shall we, folks? Be right back. Welcome back to Graveyard Talk. And uh, we're talking about the movie Blade. The first one. <laughs> Uno Moss. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this movie we hadn't really, like, you know, mentioned much, because every movie has it. There has to be something else in the plot besides just the main character being there. Um, nope. And the big the big thing is, is uh, uh, Frost is... Yeah, uh, he's a punk. Yeah, he's a big old punk, and he is, uh, he's wanting to become a blood god. La Magra. Yeah. Um, but there's a catch. You pretty much have to give up, uh, so many of these vampire souls to this thing, right? To be, it's like, to be the ultimate vampire, you gotta give up some vampires. So, Frost and his cronies are kind of, uh plotting to um, 
overthrow and pretty much take them hostage of the vampire council. And the council is the vampires that they're going to sacrifice. Right, right. And so in this ritual for him to become, you know, this blood god. And they do. You know, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, they capture everybody. And, well, because this is where Udo's character comes in. Yeah. He brings them out and pulls his teeth out. Pulls his vampire fangs. And then burns them up in the sunlight. And then brings the teeth back to the council and is like, I'm boss now. And they don't really know necessarily what he's going to do. And then they're stuck. The blade comes but, in and kicks some ass. Yeah, pretty, well, I mean, now the ritual is pretty <laughs> awesome. But, like, so, uh, they have these, uh, you know, the elders or whatever in this circle. It's kind of, uh, it's in the bottom or this basement of the the vampire elders or the vampire uh, council. <clears throat> and so, he has each elder with these little markers, and he's in the middle. Meanwhile, upstairs, Blade is in a chamber, and he is also being drained of blood. Yeah. Um, so you see uh, Blade's blood drip down on Frost, and then that kind of starts this ritual, and these, like, kind of, I guess, vampire spirits. If a vampire has a ghost, yeah. this would kind of be what these things are. They have wings. They look like skeletons. But they kind of erupt out of these vampire elders. When everything starts happening, they kind of like burst out. They fly around the room and go into and through Frost. Yeah. You see him in the middle and these ghost things are, you know, just flying through him and uh, all the others are dead. And then they, you know, kind of stops and Frost's um, uh, eyes have turned like blood red. Yeah. Right. And so Eclipse you know, split screen of that. Uh, Blade is upstairs, still locked in his chamber or whatever the fuck. And his mom comes to release him. Yeah. So, uh, you see a hint of her before, but, you know, she at least still cares about her kid, even though, right? you know, but, so she never actually dies. Uh, Frost is the one who bit her. So you find out, like I was telling Tuck, this is a family reunion movie, basically. Yeah. Like, Frost is his dad, or the reason why he's uh, at least a half-vampire is Frost's fault. He's his daddy. Right? At least in the vampire form, that's his sire. Right. That's usually what they're called. Yeah. And, um, but his mom, I guess, sees that this is either uh, terrible for everybody, even the vampires, or she just finally kind of loves her son or whatever, and frees him, and then lets him feed on her yeah right so she's if you think about like how vampire kind of mythos works like if you feed on a, on a, a more powerful vampire you then become more more powerful yeah right or one that's had you know more different abilities or whatever so she's pretty powerful because she has frost blood that kept her alive all these years you know that because she looks the same so she was turned when we think she dies yeah is basically when she turned um so, and then he feeds off her, right? So she not only has like her power or her whatever, but he then has kind of frost blood to kind of refill him. Right, right. So Blade gets his juice back quick and goes downstairs to fight, you know, it's the blood spinach. guy. Yeah, it's a spinach, you know? And goes downstairs and they have a really crazy uh, fight. And it's, uh, 
you see he's turning into this blood god because of the stuff that would normally kill a vampire or hurt a vampire doesn't affect him. Yeah. Blood cuts his hand off at about, well, actually the four, almost like the elbow. Yeah. Cuts it off. It flies out. And this kind of like semi-coagulated blood looking shit. Yeah. I mean, the best blood that they could do with CG at the time. But, um, you know, kind of pulls it back. Like a, a like a rubber band or something grows it back. Yeah, uh, he uh, he starts cutting them up like he just starts doing crazy blade ninja shit to him and yeah. just like slicing all the pieces. And he's not really getting hurt, and he cuts him in half, like cuts him torso, like literally split him in half. Yeah, and the same thing happens. He like flies through the air, and the you know the blood kind of reaches back out, pulls itself together. So he would be essentially kind of I mean he's he gets stabbed to the heart. Doesn't yeah. kill him. He just pushes blade back when he, you know, with the the sword. So you can't you can't stab him through the heart and kill him. You can't cut off their head or, or body part and then leave them, you know. So that this guy is pretty much he's achieved yeah. godhood as far as you know vampires and shit go. Uh, but they got one last trick which we didn't even talk about. But um, they had made this serum, yeah, which basically just works with. Uh, your blood and just makes it expand and explode. Yeah. <clears throat> and so he, he has all these little kind of tanks of serum. Um, and he just throws them all in like darts and it takes the whole, the whole pack or whatever to do it. But I mean, that's how you kill God, I guess. Yeah. You, you hit him from the inside. So it wasn't any kind of like physical damage. Like he was pretty much invulnerable to anything. But, I mean, you can still stab him and puncture him. So that let the, you know, that, that serum get in him. And then, and he's, he's made of blood. Yeah. He's the blood god. Yeah. So if something affects blood, it will affect it, you know, highly. Yeah. So, yeah. Killed by basically uh, modern medicine. Yeah. It explodes. Explodes. Pile of blood and goop. And a very, like I said, CGI at the time wasn't yeah. what it is now. And so it doesn't really look. But it as doesn't good. last long. It's not terrible. It's it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't kill the the rest of the movie. I kind of like when he split apart. Yeah, and pulls back together and shit. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool looking actually. Still, but well, that's save the day. Yeah, boom, Frost is dead. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's about kills a god. I the, mean, the whole council of that. That's another day for Blade. Yeah, man. Like, the whole council there is dead because of the ritual. And so, there's no, like, high-ranking vampires, you know, left in that particular spot. This so. one, the, the movie, uh, let's see. The budget for it was $45 million, and in the box office, it made $131.2 million. Did I read that wrong, or is that right? 131.2, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see the, yeah, it's up there, yeah. Like, I remember a lot of people liking it when it came, like, came, at least around my circles and everything. It was fast-paced, it was upbeat, it had good, uh, it had a fucking song by uh, Ice Cube and Paul Oakenfield. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which Paul Oakenfield was, like, another EDM kind of techno guy back in the day, and, uh, it's him and Ice Cube. Like, so the soundtrack was good, man. It was like just a upbeat kind of fucking, 
a cross between some like, or no, maybe that was in part two where that where that song was. Maybe it was in, I can't remember. I can't, yeah. But it kind of, it, part two has a kind of same feel, but like. So the, uh, just, we'll just go ahead and talk about the soundtrack real yeah. quick. Uh, let's see, some, some other ones here. We have The Edge of the Blade, which was done by uh, one that I always enjoyed, Mystical. Because uh, Mystical always had that. Watch that self. <laughs> yeah. Murder, fucking murderer. Uh, so you got uh, a track by MOP. got some Channel Live. Don't know who that is. Um, and just ba- basically like uh, Mob Deep and Bounty Killer um, and Big Noid, whatever that is. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of hip hop, a lot of re- like re- different remixes, new order, um, which is like new wave shit. Yeah. Uh, busy bone. Yeah. So just say uh, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good, so like good little upbeat. Well, it's kind of like, it's not super well known shit, but it's just like good, like just urban hip hop with just like decent beats. Yeah. Just some fucking electronic shit remixes over top of it. I don't know, man. It just it goes with the movie pretty well because you're in New York, you're in like underground, like kind of seedy parts of New York and shit. So it's like, man, this this fits, this works. Maybe this is something that women would work out to. Some songs, yeah, for sure. There you go. See, yeah, approved by Whitman's uh, fitness. Uh, yeah, my, I don't do anything but lift weights and ride a ride a bike, but yeah, that first song I have lifted weights to that first fucking the meat locker song. Okay, yeah. Just over and over again, you know. But yeah, solid soundtrack. It's shot pretty cool. Uh, you know, almost everything's night shots, but it's done. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. Your night shots good. are always cool. You get cool reflections. You get cool shadows. You get cool glints on the raindrops and shit at night. You know, if it's filmed well, it looks real good. Yeah, and it does. It it kind of kind of captured like city life, New York shit, underground. I don't know. It just feels cool. Like it's just. I don't know. The, the the thing about Blade and you know joking around the, about the idea of you know Blade and Vampire you know Hunter D. Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, collide, you know, uh, crossover movie would be pretty cool. But you know, honestly, Blade like you could actually like Blade is almost kind of in that uh, he could almost be in the fucking like Lost Boys universe and shit like that too, as well as like yeah. a bunch of others. Um, well, because as we Spoiler alert, as we find in part three, Blade is basically immortal. Like, he's, like, the dude. Yeah, he's the man. He is the man. We're going backwards, like, with certain shit, kind of like how USA Up All Night used to do. They'd play, like, Friday the 13th, or USA used to play, like, Friday the 13th, part five, and they'd play, like, three. Yeah, right. Uh, Just getting glimpses. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a damn good movie. Um, definitely recommend it. Yeah. Would you tombstone this shit? Tombstone it. Tombstone. Our favorite scenes, right? Usually we do tombstones and why. So I'm gonna give it. And to me, it's real fucking fun. Oh, definitely, yeah. Man. One by itself, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. The trilogy or the, like the Blade universe, I'd probably move it on up to five. But the first one, the part I don't like is just 
well, not that I don't like it, but there's just a bunch of other cool characters in Blade's world they could have... They could have got expanded on. Right. Brought into the mold. Well, and Whistler, I think his character kind of exists, but there's a character that kind of takes that place in the comics named John Church. Right? He's kind of an older dude that kind of, like, helps Blade with his, like, anger and his serums and all that shit. It's not necessarily his dad, but just, a, you know. Yeah. Um, but he has all these tattoos, and they're all, like, um, wards of evil and magic spells and all this crazy stuff. And he's a really weird character that's, like, really close with Blade's story. And I just wish they would have done that. They could have easily just added a little more yeah. with Christopherson's character. You can still call him Whistler and, and the whole character, like, kind of find him as a kid. Yeah. <clears throat> but maybe you just see uh, some tattoos on his arm. Maybe you see, like, some, some tattoos written on his neck. Yeah. You know, to just kind of bridge that character to the comics a little more. Because that, that character is cool. And, like, I don't know. Put a little more, like, the weird mystical shit in there a little bit. Because you're fighting vampire stuff. But it's, like... Right, yeah. It's probably why it works. Because it's more, like, matter of fact. Hey, we're going to just slay some fucking vampires. But, like, I like that character of John Church from the comics. And Whistler looks the part. He's, like... Because John has long blonde hair. Like I said, he's a little bit older. He's just, like... Dude wears glasses, like, no shit. Yeah. That's kind of Whistler's character. So they could have just easily just gave him a handful of tattoos and just kind of maybe have him say, like, a some. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you could just added, like, one or two lines of dialogue and a couple of tattoos, and it would have been, a, like, a like a perfect bridge. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, it's there, there's a few of this, like, weird little things like that I might change to, to bump it on up. But, dude, I love it. It's nostalgic. It's got cool death scenes. It's got a good soundtrack. I mean, it's a it's a cool action flick. I mean, like yeah. this fucking kung fu shit, and I don't know. To me, it's it's fun as hell. Well, see, like that's that's some of the things I liked about it was was the fact that like things that you that you said, uh, it is fast paced, and that is something that I always like in movies. If a movie's fast paced, it doesn't drag on too much. I'm a big pacing guy. Like I don't care if they're long, but the ones that are long have to make sense while they're long, and, and this, you know what I mean. Yeah, and the speed of the movie, and just yeah, man, I always talk about pacing. This is good. Yeah, like for me, it's really weird. It's like if I watch a long movie that has some slow moments or whatever. Usually, it's movies that like I don't mind it because like the act, like the actors are so good or whatever. Like, it's like I scenes. love The Witch, and it's a super slow burn. Yeah, but the acting and the, and the cinematography in it is like amazing. Yeah, you know, I just fall in love with the movie itself. So I don't care. It could be two days long, and I would love it. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like that, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the 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 pace of it being 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 straight to the point uh, was definitely something that I I enjoy about it. Uh, again, the the opening scene with the blood, like that that whole thing is like it's just one of those. It's a very memorable scene. It's one of the only things from the movie that I remember all these years. Um, yeah, because even though if you haven't seen it in twenty years, you'd be like, man, that opening scene with all that blood coming out of the out of sprinklers. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's, yeah. it's memorable as fuck. Um, I, however, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Um, mainly because like, I, I do feel like they could have done more with it. Um, uh, hopefully with whatever the, the reboot is going to do. I have hopes for the reboot, man. You know, they're, they're going dark these days with yeah. a lot of shit. So, and Marvel like has the budget now to bring these weird characters oh, yeah. in. Yeah. And, like, if they're getting dark, you know, like, fighting these demons and fighting these vampire shit, 
that's what Blade do on a daily. Yeah. So it's like it makes sense, and he's in New York. So like, if you're if you're a Marvel fan, he's already in the universe. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So he's in this same world. He's seeing like the fight with Thanos. He's seeing all shit because he's in New York. He sees Spider Man flying around every once in a while. Yeah. Fuck. So it's like, of course he's there. Yeah. So it's like they just had to wait to like a, to bring him in right, and now like horror and darker shit is super popular so they're not afraid to touch on those although I got yeah. I gotta say it, it's, it's if Snipes isn't playing him but the guy that's playing him is I can't remember his name right now but he's good man well the guy's uh, let's see if I can find him with his Blade reboot let's see I'm trying to think of what that guy's been in I just watched something with this guy not too long ago. And... Oh, yeah. You, I, did, I remember a bit about that. Stephen Dorff, like, slams. He calls the, like, them bringing it back, uh, calling it garbage. Because they he says that uh, uh, everything they made in that movie was, like, you, you couldn't make a better make a better version of that movie. And what they did was, like, it meant something or whatever. And so well, Stephen Dorff was having his, his moment with that. I get it, buddy. You don't want to be outshined in this new Blade. But, yeah. like... Just, it was what it was, you know, and it's awesome. Yeah. But, like, I mean, everything's getting a reboot, and, I mean... And that's what, I mean, that, that, that's the thing that you just had to, like, kind of prepare yourself for anyway. Yeah, I mean, how could you how could you be shocked? I mean, well, especially with the, everything going on with I would the, think you should be hyped about it, and make and that will make everybody want to go back and watch yours, too. Uh, Mahershala Ali, is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see a picture of what uh, I, I can't remember right now what he's been in, but he's uh, he's solid. I've seen his face. And he looks the part, like he can be tough, but he don't look quite as like menacing as Snipes did, I guess. Right. But, like, you get know how, how he is when he acts. Yeah. God, it's so funny to to look how how when Blade started. Blade started in the comics. Like scene. a comic book panel, he's wearing like a green, like. I don't know, just like a skate jacket with a with a bandolier belt with some stakes in it and just like some yellow sunglasses. Like he kind kind of <laughs> looks like. Uh, like Which they did do a reboot of him in the nineties with all that dark um, yeah. with the Midnight Suns and shit. But yeah, but he looks like James Brown in that one interview. He do. He got a little bit of a fro, a little bit of a girl, uh, Woo, Jerry curl. I feel good, right? Feeling good, Mister Brown. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> when they brought him back, man, in the nineties it was awesome. When he had. Um, they brought him back in a team called Darkstalkers. And it was him and another vampire and uh, maybe that John Church guy. There were three of them. And they went and... Oh, Hannibal King, the guy that um, Ryan Reynolds plays in part three. Mm-hmm. He's actually... Because they bring the Darkstalkers in in part three, but there's not that many. Like There's a whole big team of them. Yeah. And that's where they bring Blade back in the in the comics, but apparently, uh, old dude um, with the uh, name that's hard for me to pronounce, yeah, uh, who's gonna be playing Blade, is he's he's got two Oscars for the movie Moonlight and Green Book, don't know, uh, and it says he played comic book villain Cottonmouth in TV's Daredevil and voiced Prowler, uh, <coughs> Uncle. 
I guess he was Uncle, Uncle Miles Morales or whatever in Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the one that's animated, right? Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, so there's there's that. So Solid actor. He looks apart. I mean, yeah, like, look, look at the picture. I mean, like, it's overlooking as a picture of, of this dude. Uh, it just says Blade next to it. And again, it's, it's cool font. You know, it says Marvel Studios and shit. I mean, he's got, like, he looks like he'd be Blade. Like, I could, I could I'd give him a shot. We're going to see. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. see. Gonna I'm see. hype about it because I like this character anyway. Yeah, I think Snipes, I mean, basically is meant for the role. But I think this movie could be potentially better than the first one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's opening the world up a little bit. And we're they're dropping Blade into the Marvel Universe now that's already exploded. Yeah. Like, we know all kinds of crazy shit about the Marvel Universe. Morbius exists. There's other worlds. There's a god. There's all this crazy shit. So you can drop Blade in now and do all kinds of wild stuff with him. Yeah. Like, you don't have to kind of introduce the character per se. Even though you you are introducing this character, the universe he's dropping into is already huge in the cinematic world. And, like, yeah. the fans of the comics already know about the movies. And the movies are... The people that don't know shit about the comics already know about the movies. And, like... Oh, you could see Daredevil. You might see Spider-Man. You, like, yeah, you can you can blow the doors off a little bit of Blade's character, which is what I wanted in the first one because I already knew the comic books. Right. So I'm like, man, why why Morbius in here more? Why ain't you know? I mean, and they were you know, like I said, they kind of put him in there, but like not in the movie. Yeah. And that's what I always wanted when I was young. I'm like, man, he should be like, there should be more known characters. Yeah. But you can do all kinds of weird shit with this one, and I'd say they're gonna do <clears throat> at least a probably some cameos of some weird characters, even if they do still like focus on blade, I would say the way the Marvel universe works. Yeah. You're going to see, uh, you're going to see a couple other people besides just, you're going to see a drop in of Matt Murdock being Daredevil or as his lawyer, or you're going to see Parker delivering his fucking mail or something like, yeah, you're going to see other New York superheroes. Uh, and you may, you may see, uh, you know, Morbius or you might see Dr. Strange, like some of these guys that are in the, you probably will see Doctor Strange, really. Um, but just kind of the darker side of Marvel, the horror side. Let's let's hope they actually do that. Yeah, man. it's it's That's kind of the way it's going. And like I said, if you've, if you've seen Doctor Strange <coughs> Part 2, yeah, um, it has a bunch of kind of Lovecraftian shit in it. Which, if you haven't seen it, the opening I haven't of seen it, it. The opening of it is, is awesome. It's like okay. super Lovecraft at the first like fucking 10 minutes. Okay. And then, you know, it goes off. But it, it gets into, like, the horror side of shit. And the end, no spoilers, but, like, they bring another character that's known as, like, kind of like a horror-ish character yeah. in. Yeah. And they've just been slowly dropping these, like I said, since Morbius, kind of these, here's the little Ghost Rider. Here's Morbius. Here's talks about, uh, they talk about the book um, Darkhold in some of the... Uh, TV shows. Yeah. Darkhold is this, that's like Marvel's like horror okay. fucking item. <clears throat> anyway, we way off again, but uh, this is all, Blade is in some of these comics and in some of this stuff. So let's, again, he may be hunting for the Darkhold. Yeah. The, that's in, that's Marvel's kind of equivalent to the Necronomicon. Yeah. Right. And there's a team that are basically just trying to keep the Darkhold from people that want to use it. And it gets lost sometimes and blah, 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 whatever. 
But so they can already bring in all kinds of cool, weird shit from the drop. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be cool to see how they're going to do it. I hope, hope, they, hope, hope they do that, though. Because it's like all these others, if it goes over well, you know they'll make two or three of them. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so. Well, the way I look at it is uh, this, this is a movie that could either make Mahershala Ali uh, a household name uh, or it could break them. Like, because like, cause Morbius, I haven't seen it yet, but oh, it, hasn't, it hasn't gotten good reviews. No, that's why I like Leto, despite everybody hating on him. And you I, would. I love Morbius as a character. Morbius, Morbius character. is an awesome character, but I've heard just horrible I've things. heard the movie's Poop Soup, so, yeah. you know. Poop Soup, folks. That's a Whitman original. It is. Right. It is. So don't use it, fucker. Uh, no, use it. Just credit. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I'll have uh, on a shirt soon. That's Poop Soup. We will. We will. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, I've heard terrible things about it. So, so hopefully, hopefully they're learning lessons, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blade, this guy over here has loved it forever. Yeah. I now love it, and I hadn't seen it since I was 17 years old. I'm 39 now. I probably hadn't watched it in about five or six years. Yeah, again, you loved it for a while, and I haven't seen it oh, since yeah. I was 17. So, sure. yeah, so me being a, like, so, so basically it was me watching it all over again. Yeah. Um, I say I'm gonna get you into the rest of them too. Yeah, I, I need to I need to go back. And Part two is cool because it's got a whole other strand of vampires in it that I think the thing about this trilogy or this this chunk of stuff is it like evolves. Yeah, right. It does pick up like and you do get all the stuff I wanted in the first one. It just took three movies, you know, because you get this cool other type of vampire in part two, and then you get his team in part three. So like, you do kind of get this, but it just takes two three movies instead of. When I was a kid, I wanted it all in one movie. I'm like, man, where's his team yeah. at? Where's his underground bunker? And blah, blah, As a kid, know. we still want that. <laughs> well, yeah, but now I'm cool with it being three movies. Right, I yeah. Like, I like all three of them. I'll True. just, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, shit. Let's go ahead and just uh, do the shit. Like, what's up with us? <laughs> what's going on? How's life? How's your mama? How's your mama and them? How's your mama and them? <laughs> Wait a minute, what the fuck you got going on? Oh man, um, it's a deep breath. He's just—he's been grinding well, away, folks. Yeah, but not on like art, shit, business, other stuff. But life, life. Yeah, cleaning land and shit. But no, I still have a few shoots uh, playing with Jupiter, and then uh, hopefully uh, another shoot with my friend Megan pretty soon. I don't know. She wants to do some horror stuff, kind of like a uh, Princess Bathory type stuff, and uh, yes. So. We'll see how I can get that done without staying in my tub uh, at the house. Because I live with Jupiter. And so uh, she might beat me up if she comes home. Tin foil. And uh, tin, they use tin foil and uh, uh, that fucking see-through wrap shit. Cellophane. I'm telling you. Why the tin foil? Just as an extra precaution. And it'd be easier to pick all that up if you need to. Tin foil. In the Hey man, that's good luck tenfold in my work. I'm telling you, I don't know, but the bubble wrap you may be on something, or the like. The yeah, uh, saran wrap. wrap. Yeah, see what? Maybe. I don't know, but it, all right. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's one reason why we haven't done it yet. And uh, I don't know, she works a lot too. But like, yeah. So hopefully, a couple of horror shoots coming up. Um, 
I've got a bunch of stuff edited that I need to put up on all the sites that got done, uh, Halloween pictures and I don't know, a bunch of, just a bunch of shit got edited these last couple of weeks. So it's on uh, Whitman Photography on Facebook, Whitman on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and Deviant. Boom. I think that's it. <laughs> About an hour on the podcast when I, when I get that up. Uh, <clears throat> solo. I don't know, we keep going on and on about it, but I need to actually, actually get it out there. But that uh, will be Earth 19 coming out pretty soon. So, Boom. Uh, my band, Bastard Sons of Judas Goat, working on, still working on that album. Just about, just about got it done. Uh, we got a show February 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky at Magbar with Ape Vern, Ape Vermin and Kiarn. And then May 12th, we're doing uh, the first day of two days, 12th and 13th of May, uh, of the Fists of Wrists Fest. Again, thank you, Saul Williams, <laughs> for making that a tongue twister of a name for a festival. Love you, buddy. Um, and we were playing... What was that? Same, fit, Fists of Wrists. <laughs> uh, it's a cool name. But Jesus Christ, it, it, it's a tongue twister. Might be a rough one to keep saying. Say it six times in a row. No. No. Um uh, no, thank you. Uh, but we, we'll be sharing the stage with uh, bands like Stonecutter, uh, Kiarn again, uh, The Hell You Say, uh, Artwork for the Blind, um, man, a bunch of other good bands. Uh, and then July 1st, I think it was July 1st. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, but we got a minute, you know. Uh, we're playing with uh, Devil Be My Judge and Untold Relic in Louisville at... Uh, 21st Amendment Lounge, which is the same place oh. where the Fist, uh, the Fist of Riffs show is going on as well. So. And that's what we got. We're, we're, we're not doing too many shows this year. We're going to still do a few here and there, but we're still focusing on getting some more recordings done beyond what we're doing now because um, we got some fun stuff planned. Moving on, uh, Video Store Clerks. You can, you can uh, find us at, on uh, Wednesday nights at 11 p.m., um, Eastern time. Um, and that's on Facebook and YouTube, um, a couple other places, but, and I think you can hear the audio of it on Spotify, like you can with Nasty Nation and, uh, Graveyard Talk. Um, so join us for, for that shit on, on, on those days. Don't have anything else going on besides that. So, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get, get the fuck out of here? No. Excellent. With that being said, 